And now the disclaimer. The topics heard on Into Your Body is primarily meant for mature audiences and is not intended for younger or more sensitive listeners. The suggestions and opinions heard on this show does not necessarily represent the views of this station, its management, or their underwriters. These suggestions are not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness or other malady. Discretion has been advised. And now, enjoy the show. How about welcome to Into Your Body? I'm Sam and this is DJ. Hi. And uh, what are we going to talk about? Oh yeah, sexercises. Sexercises. Yeah, I think it's time that we talk about what folks can do, like little tips and tricks that they can do in order to keep their, uh, their sexual energy up. Oh, okay. Keep their sexual energy up. Keeping up their sexual, yeah. Keeping up their sexual energy. Things like Kegel exercises, those are important. Those are very important, yes. Those little tips that uh, you've heard and we're going to share with you about how to keep your energy, your strength, and your ability to, well, at least please yourself in bed at the very least. (laughs) Right. We did an entire episode on masturbation, so I think that was the one from before, but I think this is going to be a little bit of technology that uh, a lot of people have passed back and forth. One of the let's let's just get into it right away. Let's go with the uh, the one at the top of the list: Kegel exercises. Kegels, yeah, push-ups for your pelvic floor. Push-ups for your pelvic floor, exactly. Now, um, can you? I'm going to ask the person because a lot of the Kegel exercises uh, are usually target are targeted to, to women. Women, people who are people who have happen to you know, happen to have vaginas. Yes, people who have vulvas. So yeah. You have to keep reminding. You have to keep reminding ourselves about how gendered our language is towards sex, and we're trying to try to bust. We're going to do our best to bust that. Yes, as much as often as we can. So, but if we do slip into more traditional language, please be patient with us. But I'm keeping it in check too. We're so, learning. We are learning because you know, because language keeps changing, and we always are willing to learn. And that's just the first thing. So, uh, you, Sam, as the owner of a vulva. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you go into a little bit, like, give us a high-level overview of what kegels are? Can you do that? Well, basically, kegels are contracting and releasing the pelvic floor muscle. But it's really easy to get sidetracked and start using your butt cheeks, and all you're doing then is working on your butt. But the pelvic floor muscle is between the vulva and the tailbone. It's the thing that holds your guts inside and enables you to become tighter or relax it and become less tight, whichever is needed at the point. Now, here's go- I'm going back to uh, going more tight and less tight. Now, I haven't even gone back to the high-level overview. First question is, why, would, why, are, why are kegels important? Why, why do them at all? Oh, goodness, so many reasons. Um, 
to start with intensifying sexual pleasure for both partners. Um, it can also help with stress incontinence, which is coughing or sneezing and peeing, which is something that happens to women, especially when they've had kids, but it also can happen to women who have never had kids. And it's just that muscle is important to holding all of that together, keeping everything tight, tightened, held up. Held up, that's the word, held up. Held up. Yeah. Keeping everything in place. So that in place, own, yeah. So that's the one. So one thing I, I found interesting was that doing Kegel muscles would aid in issues of incontinence. Mm-hmm. How, how is that? How is that? How, how do Kegels and incontinence connect? Well, your bladder is inside and your, your Kegels are right directly below the bladder. I mean, right directly below it. So in the cases of incontinence, usually that muscle is really lax so that the bladder moves around on its own and leaks. That's what incontinence is. Right. So if you strengthen that muscle, you're helping to hold your bladder where it belongs. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah. It holds all your goods up inside you. So that's a good, so that's one side benefit of doing a Kegel muscles. Yeah. Of doing a Kegel muscle exercise, being able to contract that muscle so that way if you gotta go pee, it's not Yeah, it's not like splooshing out of you. Now there is a sexual benefit to Kegels. I mean, there's the what you've touched on make it helps uh strengthen the muscle, helps mm-hmm. things tighten up down there. Right. Uh and I'm thinking about what's the result of it in sexual congress saying that when one is having sex, the Kegel muscles do come in handy by tightening it. Okay, the inside of the vagina is a muscle, and in strengthening the pelvic floor, it automatically helps to condition the muscles inside the vagina. And you can, say, do the Kegel while you're having sex, which results in kind of a milking motion. Okay. Which most people enjoy. The milking effect goes from, I want to say, the penis going in and out while the kegels are squeezing. Is yes, that, yes. So that's how the milking effect works? Mm-hmm. Well, oh. also it can just be the penis inserted in and working the muscles yourself. Uh, working the muscles, nobody has to move really except for that one muscle. Okay. And it can become intense enough to induce orgasm. In both partners. Mm. I haven't quite got that far yet, but... Still working on you it. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> you never know unless you try. Right. I had a question about Kegel muscles, and it's blanking on me at this moment. But if you have a question, be sure to drop us a line. Muscles well, let's like talk it. about how to do a Kegel. Yes. How to do it properly. How to engage that muscle without engaging a bunch of other things. And I would say for beginners, and this is for men and women, because men, as you work that Kegel muscle, it strengthens your erection. Tell me more. Because it allows the blood flow to work properly. And you can blood in, Kegel muscle tighten, blood doesn't come back out for a while. Now for me, being the owner of a penis. Oh yes, the owner of a penis. Sorry, I didn't mean men. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then again, I mean, like I said, men, 
Yeah, man. Owners of penises. Owners of penises and owners of vaginas. Yeah. Yeah, just like, I have long hair and you do not. That's true. (laughs) So, as an owner of a penis, whenever I practice doing the kegel muscles and they're not called kegels for men for some reason they're just like you know here's pelvic floor muscle pelvic floor muscle but i mean it's the same concept from what from what i've from what i've seen well see kegels is actually the exercise not the muscle the muscle is the pelvic floor muscle kegels are the exercise ah okay i thought the muscle was named after somebody named kegel but it's the but it's the exercise it's the actual exercise okay all right well that's one tip we've learned today ding One correction in. Thanks, Sam. You're welcome. All right. So with the pelvic floor, with the pelvic floor exercises, uh, being an owner of a penis, I noticed that one of the advantages is for men is to, I'm sorry, for penis owners, working on it. <laughs> for 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 penis owners, working that muscle, that same that pelvic floor muscle, it is usually prescribed by saying okay go to the bathroom start a stream now try to stop the stream with that muscle yes and then let it out and then release the muscle stop the stream release the muscle stop the stream and so that tends to not only build up the muscle uh, inside the pelvic floor but it also for penis owners can lead to Con- seminal control yes so that way they wouldn't there would be that sexual pleasure but they're able to withhold ejaculation right there is an orgasm of some sorts but the orgasm in itself does not culminate into the release of seminal fluid right. it's just going to be more of an energetic and more of a f- uh, the physical sensation is going to be different yes, yes. so the the advantage is you're not the owner of the penis is not done because right. usually and traditionally speaking it's like you know the orgasm comes from the release and then that's it and then it's over and interest is gone practicing the kegel muscles for penis owners they're able to control that muscle and be able to still have pleasure but be able to pull back and not release at that moment of truth just for the sake of being able to last longer yeah. in the sack and also being able to please their partner much longer and also be able to have more sexual energy for more playtime to explore other things in bed too. Right. Yeah. And we were talking about how to do it. So let's start with that. All right. So when you're who, so, so penis owners or vagina owners, which both one? for both Okay. to begin, All right, let's start. For the very first few times, the thing that you said with the stream of urine, sit with your legs slightly spread, or for guys, I guess, stand up. I prefer, I prefer, I prefer um, sitting. I prefer sitting. It's, because it's, it's, it's easier. It's because it's more relaxing and it's easier. Right. You have better control over that. So you're sitting and you spread your legs, because if you don't spread your legs, your tendency is to just work your glute muscles, and that's not going to do it. So you spread your legs a bit, and you begin to pee, and then you tighten up the muscle that you feel there, and it stops the flow of urine, hopefully, and hold it for a count of five, release and continue this stream of urine, hold it in, tighten it up, 
and hold it for a count of five and do this as many times as you can. Sometimes holding till five is too much. You have to start at like three or two or two, whatever it takes, because it does take training to get these things to work properly. I agree. Once you've gotten to where you can hold the urine for a count of five, you can try going up to a count of ten. But then I suggest also lying on your side, putting your feet together, bringing your knees up and out. So you're, I don't know, what's that kind of a dying frog look? Anyway, (laughs) so that your legs are apart, so you're not using your thighs or your glute muscles to contract. And just with something that they call elevators, which is starting with the pelvic muscle, and you can feel as you're pulling up and in, feels kind of like an elevator. You ride it all the way to the top, mm-hmm. hold it, and then release it. Don't forget to release it, because mm-hmm. cramps in your pelvic floor suck. Yeah, let's try that. Okay, let's try that. I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. Okay, in front of in front of the radio audience. And yeah, like they can see these things. Here we go. Imagination <laughs> is everything. Yes, they don't know we're sitting in a hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. Okay, so here we go. So for penis owners, that Kegel muscle, if you want to focus on that muscle, that muscle, the pelvic floor muscle, is in that area called the perineum. Yes. The area called the perineum. That is between the end of your testes, the sac of your testes, and just before the anus, that little area right there. And, of course, (laughs) the key to that is focus on the peeing muscle. That's going to be your pelvic floor muscle. For, for you penis owners out there. Don't clench the butt muscle. That's not going to help you at all. That's, that's not the muscle you want to focus on. So, that's, so remember, for penis owners, it's going to be the same muscle that you use to control your flow of pee. Urine. You know where I'm coming from. <laughs> yes. And for vulva owners, where would that be? The same place, actually. Right at the base of the vulva and between the vulva and the anus. Okay. Yeah, same exact spot. And how would that muscle feel in vulva owners? Mm. How does how would it feel? Because for penis owners, I can say it's the same muscle that you feel when you're trying to pee. Uh, for vulva owner, owners, it's the same muscle that you feel when you're trying not to pee. Oh, this goes opposite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's when you're holding it in. Like you really have to pee and you have to run to the door and get in the house that muscle. Roughly the same concept. I yeah, guess. basically just backwards. <laughs> but backwards. So you're trying not to pee for men are trying to hold that muscle that controls the, the stream. Yeah. Yeah. Penis owners. Penis owners. Getting used to it. <laughs> it's my mandate to begin with, so I don't know why I'm having to struggle with it. <laughs> it's all right, we'll get there. We um, will learn these things. Perfect makes more practice. Yes. <laughs> All right, so let's try this. So, okay, we're focusing on that area in each of our bodies, Mm -hmm. vulva owners and penis owners alike. Taking a deep breath in and exhaling. And then, and take your time. These are going to be long inhales and exhales. And then upon the next inhale, 
Go ahead and squeeze that muscle on the next inhale. And it doesn't matter how long you hold it. If you gotta let it go, just let it release it. And if you wanna release it, then exhale. Now remember, you can do a two count, a three count, a four count, but really, it's gonna depend on what your body can handle. So if your body can only stand it for just a little bit, that's fantastic. That means that muscle is being used for the first time. It's gonna take a little bit to get it going. For those of you who are more experienced, see if you can try to stretch out that grip just a teeny bit longer. So let's try this again. Inhale, squeeze. And I can hold it for a bit as soon as I have a bit. And then exhale. Right, let's try it one more time. <laughs> Inhale, squeeze, and exhale. <sighs> now, give yourself time to notice like how your body feels. You probably don't feel nothing or you probably feel different. But you probably e don't feel nothing. I mean, some folks wouldn't feel anything. I because you know how I do would, you know? I would. I mean, afterwards. Oh, afterwards when afterwards, you let go. Okay, yeah. Once, well, hopefully you don't feel anything once you let go. Yeah. So it's supposed to relax. You're supposed to let it completely relax. So once after you've completely relaxed and just let it all go, you could feel. You know, you might feel a little. You know, a little stronger, a little different. Maybe, maybe something. Maybe not. But at least your muscles might even be a little bit sexually activated. Probably for some folks, it might it might be a turn because for some folks, doing the kegels is a heck of a turn on, isn't it? I can make myself orgasm by doing kegels. I've noticed there's someone who can there's there's someone who is a who is a an adult actress who does that. Yeah, I admire them. I admire them greatly. It's like they don't need. They don't need no man. They don't need no woman. They don't need. <laughs> they don't need their hands. It's impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's impressive. But also inspiring. It's just like I got to work on my kegel. See what I can do. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to that point of. Well, yeah. See, the cool thing for vagina owners is there are a multitude of products available that you can purchase to help you to exercise those muscles and make them stronger and stronger and stronger mm. until such point as you are able to make yourself orgasm. And that would be a wonderful thing once that happens. Yes. Being able to make yourself orgasm one of many other ways. I mean, that's just, I think that's like the ultimate masturbation goal is to like be able to masturbate without ever having to touch yourself at all. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, it's it does make masturbating in public a lot easier. Well, yes, but it kind of makes explaining why you have those weird looks on your face is a little more difficult. Oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Plus, you probably shouldn't be masturbating in public. It's yeah, kind of taboo. Well, it's kind of rude, but also, I mean, if you do the hand, I don't know if you do the hand free hand hands free thing. Uh, let me that. <laughs> <laughs> mm, hands free is easy all you get to do is get the vibrating underwear
Okay, where were we? We were keggling. We were talking about kegel. Sexercises. Sexercises. Not just one yeah. sexercise, other sexercises. There's oh, kegels. Uh, we, we went with kegels. How about pelvic thrusts? Pelvic thrusts. Yes, pelvic thrusts. Mm. A key element in many, many, many exercises, if you, don't, if you realize it or not. Yeah. Because pelvic thrusts are key to make sure that your hips remain fluid and flexible and flowing. It's also the basic movement in having sex. Oh, yes. So it's, it's a good idea to find exercises that allow you to move your hips backward and forward. That also helps. Yep. Backward, forward, side to side. Mm-hmm. But mostly backward and forward is what we're talking about now. Pelvic thrusts, which involve contracting your belly muscles and pulling your pelvis forward. I see. Yeah. It's just basically thrusting the pelvis up and then down. One way to do that is uh, what's called bridge pose, which is across many, many exercise modalities from CrossFit all the way to yoga and everything in between. Right. And the way you do that is you just simply lie on the floor on your back. Very Make yourself comfortable. You can be on. You can even be on your bed to do this, but you can be on the floor. Just make sure you're lying down flat. Or your table, if you're if if the table can hold you up. Yeah. And all you have to do is just lie flat on your back, raise your knees up. So just leave your feet flat on the ground. Just raise your knees up. So basically, it's sort of like you know you have your you know, your knees up, or you have your back, and then slowly lift your hips up off the ground. Forward. Lift them up. Lift them up forward. And then lift and then lower it back down to the earth. Yep. And then just lift it up again slowly and then lower it back down to the earth. And that's one way of doing the pelvic thrust. But the advantage of that pelvic thrust, not only as Sam said, like you said, like you just said, it's it's, it's like one of the basic moves of sex. Yes. It also is one of the basic moves of walking and running. Yes. Being able to move your pelvis backwards and forwards. So being able to make sure that you have that nice and loose and limber is not only key for sex, it's also key for the rest of your life as well. Right. But of course, you know, if you take what I believe is that if you do take care of your sexual self in that manner, then everything else will just fall into place. Well, at least that's what I think. Well, I think it's a pretty good idea and a pretty good combination. Because everything you do affects every part of your body, so. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Okay. So, that's what I like. Yeah. So, pelvic thrust. That's a good thing. What other exercises can we throw in there? How about squats for positions such as cowgirl, reverse cowgirl? Well, for some positions where the woman is dominant or on woman vagina holder is dominant or on top. And she's controlling the motion. She's the vagina owner is bouncing up and down, bouncing up and down, basically up and down. So we are assuming that the vagina owner is engaged in sexual congress with a penis owner. Yes, we are assuming that. Okay. At this point. So, yes, that positions such as reverse cowgirl or cowgirl, in fact, where the woman is on top up, vagina owner is on top and that penis does not have to be real by the way. Yeah, the penis doesn't have to be real. It can be 
it can be strapped on or it can be just handheld. Mm-hmm. Um, where were we? Anyway, squats. The, the, the vulva owner is riding. The vulva owner is riding. And squats help to tone up those muscles, those leg muscles and butt muscles that can make you able to move more is something I certainly need. That's all I have about squats because I, <laughs> I think for I think for penis owners, squats are useful because it adds their ability to be limber. Yes. Say if you are fortunate enough to have a lover where you can just basically pick them up. Yeah. And have sex with them. You're going to need to know how to do squats because yeah. that's going to because. You need to build up that muscle. That muscle that allows you to hold them is the same muscles that you have in squats. Not so much as the upper body strength is it to hold the other person, but being able to make sure that as your partner is locked in, that you're able to more or less to keep, move, be able to move, yeah. be able to move and make sure that that locking in is totally worthwhile. Yeah. Yeah. So there's an advantage for, so there's one advantage for penis holders. Another advantage is with squats if you are more of a bottom and you like to be on your back for a lot of things like say anal sex or being stroked or what have you the squats allow you to be able to move your thighs and your legs back so they're not so stiff this also leads you to being able to be well for lack of a better for lack of a better phrase more open to your partner right and it also can increase the experience too because that way you can move in different positions as well right because not not that you can only squat you can lay on your back or you can meet your partner by by being able to be a little more flexible and that flexibility is really necessary especially when you have especially when you're with your partner and you're working with them now here's one dilemma that i have some experience with having um, been with people who are identif- who have been identified as overweight, right? And what is useful is that one: the exercises are about the for from what I know, the exercises are the same across the board. Yes, there are some modifications because those people who identify as overweight, and I have been there before myself, having been overweight for a very long time, convince people who are convinced that. Not only they aren't attractive enough to have sex, but they cannot have sex because of the size and the shape of their bodies. I want to say to those people, it's not true. It's not true. It's completely untrue. You can have sex. Your body is fine. And there are people out there who are more than willing to work with your body as not only in a sexual context, but be able to reach out to you as a person. So don't give up hope in that and saying that from experience, but also your body can also do all of those things. What you want to do is just be able to get into it. Start with it. Trust the body. And for those of you who have already crossed that break, as long as you keep doing it, those people who will be attracted to you for who you are will start to come. You'll want to wind up having to shoom away with a dirty stick after a while. It starts with confidence. Mm-hmm. It starts with confidence and loving your own body. And also making sure you surround yourself with people who also love you for you. Exactly. Those communities are there. 
and yeah. you want to and you want to be able to surround yourself with those communities and those other people who know where you've been and feel where you've been and mm-hmm. can also help encourage you to have a more positive outlook towards your body. Right. Mm-hmm. So here's one tip for those who have larger bellies, for those who are wanting to try to make love. Here's a tip. Pillows, 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 pillows. Yeah. Different tilts. Cause yeah. If you use different pillows or get a liberator, you can get a liberator, which is just a big old wedge cushion pillow that is designed for sex. The concept is the same because with those pillows, you will not only have an extra level of comfort, you'll also be able to position, like you said, position your body a little yeah, bit. Yeah, to tilt your goodies. Yeah. Like, for example, I use a pillow when I was with someone, when I was with someone who was overweight, I used a pillow to help leverage me up. Yeah. Yeah, to, to, to raise my knees so that I can get into the position properly. Right. Also, your partner can use a pillow on their back. Oh, I recommend it for anybody, actually. Putting a pillow on your lower back yeah. if, when you're, if you're, if you're going to be on the bottom. Not only does that help raise your pelvis, pelvis up, forward. it raises your pelvis forward for your partner. Mm-hmm. It also raises the, it also helps you with your back, your lower back. It does stretch it out, yeah. And it's so comfy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so comfy. It's like... Really, having a pillow under your tailbone, under your uh, under your lower back, is such a game changer, and it's so relaxing and just for me at least. Yeah, because of course, all our advice is your mileage may vary. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> but for me at least, I like I like having it because it's so comfortable. Right, it is. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Tilt stuff up, makes it easier to access, makes it easier. Mm-hmm. And it does stretch out my lower back, which is an added bonus. Right. Pillows under the knees also help too mm-hmm. because it also will help lift the back as well for your partner if they need that. Yeah. But also makes a good cushion for you too. Yep, that too. Pillow under the belly, that also works too. Give that, give that a little love. Yeah, if you're laying on your tummy, mm-hmm. pull your pillow up under there and lift yourself up a little bit. Yep. So far for sex exercises, we've talked about kegels. We talked about pelvic thrusts. We also talked about using pillows. And we've also confirmed that this is useful. This and all the advice that we've given in the show so far are useful for anyone of any body size or any body type. That's true. Whether for vulva owners or for penis owners. And for even for those of us who are less physically abled, like myself, my knees are a mess. You can modify squats to work with bad knees. And all the other exercises don't really depend on your knees, so... You just need to be comfortable. You just need to be comfortable. Okay. I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Do we know any more sex exercises that we can tell our masses? Other than masturbation, I think I don't know of any, but I'm sure some other people have some. And I wish they'd tell us. That would be so cool. I think this is where I get to tell people where you can come reach out to us. Yes, please. On social media, you can reach out to us at Into Your Body Podcast on either Tumblr or Facebook. If you have a Twitter account, follow us at Into Your Body One. That's Into Your Body, the number one. And if you are sending us an email, drop us a line at Into Your Body 
podcast at gmail.com. Right on. Please do. We'd love to hear your thoughts, suggestions, shoot ideas for a show. Tell us everything you want us to know. We're really easy to get in touch with. So please reach out to us at any one of those fine, fine digital locations online. This show is copyright 2018 DJB Sundress Company. This has been Into Your Body with Sam and DJ. And as always, don't forget to masturbate. Bye-bye.